Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. We're glad that you are here and that you can be a part of a recent service at TCC. So let's join the service, which is already underway, and listen to the message. By the help of the Lord, I want to talk a little bit this morning. Mark chapter 16, the very familiar scripture. And uh, I have my dad's Bible. I have a minister friend that uh, he has one of the sermons that my dad preached here. And it says, not one step back. Not one. He has that on his desk. And he, every time he comes, he says, this always preaches to me. And I'd like to tell Colby and all the, we're not taking one step back. Amen. We're going forward in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Mark chapter 16, we'll start with 15, and this is known as the Great Commission. We know that this scripture is vigente, which means it is still in effect. Amen. It, it, it is still for us today. And Jesus said unto them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he that believeth not will be condemned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. How many believe that there are still signs that are following? Hallelujah. In my name they shall cast out demons. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I believe in miracles. I I am thankful that God called me to be a missionary. I am very comfortable when I am in Venezuela. Why? Because the call of God is on my life. Amen. Many a times in the United States, I do not feel comfortable, but I'm thankful that God, his presence comes upon us. Hallelujah. I'm comfortable in this service today because I feel what I feel in in Venezuela. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm so glad you do not need to have a thousand people for God to come and visit you. Aren't you glad that God put the requirements for a service and not man? Amen. He said, you just get two or three together in my name, and I'll be there. Hallelujah. I'll be there. Oh, thank you. Amen. That he is here this morning in this place. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, it's a miracle that we are saved. We was born to sinners, and and I'm thankful for the forgiveness of God in our lives. Hallelujah. And today we can stand here and worship him and say we are children of him. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? You notice that it is not just preaching, but it, 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 it is signs. It is miracles that is going to go. Oh, I'm tired of dead religion. I want something that will move me. I want something that will change my life. Hallelujah. We are all miracles. 
The church of Venezuela is a miracle. Nineteen seventy six, when I was just a young boy. <laughs> Actually I was twenty three, gonna be twenty four. They appointed me to go to Venezuela. One of the happiest days of my life. And I called up the, my dad in Venezuela and, and he said, We have sixty three churches. That was such a blessing. I was so happy we have 63. You're going to be giving the east of Venezuela. It, it, it is more than one-third of the territory of Venezuela was without churches. And uh, I was so happy. Youngest one on the board, 24 years old when I arrived in Venezuela. And I'm on the board, but I'm the youngest. <laughs> now I'm getting to be the oldest. And that's scary. And uh, you begin to try to do what God had sent you to do, establish churches, places where they can preach the gospel. Men and women can hear the gospel, and that faith will take them to an altar and change their lives. I went to Maturin. A beautiful city of 250,000 people at that time. And uh, I began to try to find a place where I could live or I could rent to, to start a church. Unfortunately, after several days, I had not found one house to rent. And uh, I, I was becoming discouraged. And Brother Jose Suarez was with me. And uh, we was in the middle of the town of Maturin, and, and we had asked everybody, do you know of any place that will rent or, or sell or, or loan us a house? And everybody's, no, no, no. And finally, he says, if, has anybody ever preached here? I said, as far as I know, nobody has ever preached here. He said, well, why don't I lead the service and you preach? Well, that sounds like a good idea because nothing's happening. <laughs> and here we begin to preach. I'm thankful for these young people. Amen. I'm thankful. Uh, amen. They love Jesus. Amen. And I, I begin to preach, and Brother Jose Suarez is a good voice. Thankfully, he was singing. Then I begin to preach. People pass him. But there was this young boy. He stood there, and tears began to run down his face. And then we went over and began to pray for him, and he fell upon his knees right there on the sidewalk in the middle of the city of Maturin, and we began to pray for him. Afterwards, he says, what are you doing? And we told him, we're looking for a place. He says, I think I can help you. We went to a house that had no roof. He got us to the owner. And uh, he said, uh, if, if you put on a roof, I'll let you rent free for a year. <laughs> Amen. So we did that. And we put a roof, a tin roof on there. And that is where we had our first services. Today, there is five churches in Maturin. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I remember telling Brother Jose, someday we're going to have 100 churches in the east of Venezuela. 
Today we can report to you that there is 145 churches in the east of Venezuela. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm glad that God is the one doing the miracles. <laughs> I cannot do a miracle, but it is God that does the miracles. Hallelujah. You know, if, if we had a say-so, there would be a lot of people that wouldn't be saved. They probably wouldn't get healed. I remember when I was, had an open-air meeting in Kumana, and I found this old lady. She was crying, elderly lady. And the elderly lady was crying, and she was showing me these x-rays. And she said, I have an enlarged heart. The doctor says that I only have weeks to live. I said, well, we're having an open-air campaign. Can we pray for you? And, uh, we be and she went to service, and we prayed for her. And she was healed. <laughs> Miracles that I cannot do. Only God can do. Hallelujah. She would always show everybody that would go to her house the first x-rays and then the healed x-rays. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I got aggravated because she never would come to church except to bring other elderly ladies <laughs> to get prayed for. But then I found out God does not do it the way we do it. Amen. He doesn't do it because we're good. He does it because he's good. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Aren't you glad that Jesus is the healer today? Hallelujah. Jesus is the healer. Hallelujah. Amen. I have found that needs are the same. If you go to Venezuela or you go to Colombia or any other country in the United States, you'll find that it is the same. People want to have some food to eat to survive. They want to have some protection from the elements. And boy, you need it here in the United States all the time. And <laughs> people have needs. People need miracles. I've just been here a few days. My wife says, uh, let's go to McDonald's. And we both like the fish fillet sandwich. So uh, we were eating there, and this elderly man comes up to us without a mask on. And we're eating. And in Venezuela, I'm used to people getting close to me. And uh, it didn't scare me. And he says, if I ask you a favor, will you do it? And, and I said, sure. <laughs> I thought he was going to ask for money. A lot of times that's what they do in Venezuela. He looked at me and says, will you pray for me? Me and my wife put our hands upon him. Later out found out his name is Tom. He said, I was dizzy. But after you prayed, he says, I'm not dizzy anymore. Hallelujah. Jesus is a healer. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I'm thankful that I know the healer today. Hallelujah. I'm glad that I know that there is miracles. Hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord? Amen. I am so glad for miracles. Have you ever noticed that miracles sometimes happen when you least expect it? And in situations that are not what you had planned. 
I went to a place, El Piñal. I'm sure Brother David has been in El Piñal. It was a special service. They had invited preachers from all over. And uh, they had each one, and they had picked each one. They had picked out the names. And uh, I was preaching. I looked at it. I was preaching Friday at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Now, you got to realize El Piñal is 110 degrees in the shade. And they make this little rickety platform that I got to stand on. And it's 12 o'clock midday. And it is very, very warm. (laughs) And I said, will there be anybody there? No, not too many people there. There was one couple with a girl in her hand in their arms, and uh, all service they stayed. There was a few that gathered out, <laughs> and I really kind of thought, "Why preach? There's not very many people here." But I began to pray, and I said, I'm going to preach the best sermon I've ever preached before. And uh, I preached as though there was 20,000, which I have done in conventions. And uh, as soon as I gave the altar call, they said there was only two or three there. It was a brother and sister with their daughter. And they came and laid her on the platform, on the little rickety platform that was there, and and said, we've come from the hospital. They said, there's no solution for our daughter. Her kidneys are not working. And so, Lonnie James and myself, we laid hands, and several other ministering brothers, we laid hands, and we began to pray. I can tell you, God instantly gave her her kidneys back that function. Hallelujah. Today, she is a young lady that is preparing to go to Bible school. But the miracle does not end there. The pastor told me, he said, you know, everybody was laughing at you for preaching. He said, we got four families because they was listening to the sermon. Unknowns to us, they was in their porch and in their living room, and they was listened to the message. Oh, the word of God is powerful. Hallelujah. I said it's powerful. Can you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I want a miracle in my life. We need a miracle in our lives. The church is not to duck away in a cave somewhere and, 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 and wait for the rapture. We're to be out and preaching the word of God with the signs that follow. Hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord? In Venezuela, you know there has been a tremendous change. Venezuela used to be the star of South America. They called it the Switzerland of America. It was beautiful. But today things have changed. We did not go to Venezuela because it was beautiful, and it is. We did not go to Venezuela when we went because it had a good economy, and it did. We went to Venezuela because God had called us to Venezuela. 
And at that time, everybody wore nice clothes. At that time, everybody had plenty. Matter of fact, if you would offer many people used clothes, they would say, no, who do you think I am? I, I don't need those. But things have changed in 20 years. Today, you might not get water for 37 days where we live. Gasoline only on the black market. They told me that sometimes it's $5 a liter. Two, three, four, and up, up to $5 a liter. Where people used to be very, very well fed, today they have lost a lot of pounds. People are so desperate that they begin to walk out of Venezuela. Hundreds and hundreds of people walking on the road to get to Colombia, to get to Peru, to get to Ecuador, to get to Chile. And of course, this has affected me. This has affected our church. Uh, Brother Davi was telling you a little bit about some of our camp meetings and how we used to have camp meetings of many, many people. And, and today, because of the gorillas and, and the gangs, we cannot do that. Uh, Covey is doing a terrible, terrible disaster in Venezuela. Brother Dylan just told me his dad has Covey. Uh, it has made no respecter of anyone. Matter of fact, the next mayor that I know of, Carvajal, Richard Cabrices, died of COVID. COVID is taking Venezuela. And uh, they even say that the vaccination there is killing many. I, I do not know for a fact, but rumors are out that the vaccine which is a Cuban vaccine. It seems as though we couldn't have service and uh, we had to change our, our strategy totally. And uh, I, I want to tell you, you begin to think. When you're 68 years old, you want to know, am I at the end? How much more time do I have? Some of you have been there. I wish I had my body that was 20 years old. I would get up in the morning and I would jump up and I was ready to go. Now I get up in the morning and I try to jump. Yeah. My body hurts. <laughs> every joint, every muscle hurts. I don't believe that anything can stop the church. The church was built upon the rock, Christ Jesus. And not even the doors of hell, the gates of hell, it says in English, can prevail against the church. Hallelujah. 
I would see many a times as the service was going on and very few people here at Calvary Church. I'm so thankful to see that things have changed. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The devil said, oh, I'll just get them out and not go into church and there won't be as many. But no, we're more happy to be in church than ever. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> I've been here when they're almost pushing you out the door. <laughs> it looked like a bunch of Venezuelans. <laughs> Hallelujah. Miracles. I need a miracle in my life. I said I need a miracle in my life. On my way to South Dakota, we stopped off to visit a young man. And he's not that young. <laughs> Everybody seems young now. Uh, we stopped. At one time, he had had a lot of money. Now he's totally broke. At one time, it seemed like he had everything well organized and seemed to be going. Now he's confused. Eyes are swollen from crying. Like, what can I say to this man? What can I do? And I, I prayed that night, Lord, let me be able to say something that would, that would change his direction, that he can get a reflection and, and, and do the things differently. Amen. It's so hard to see our own problems, our own faults. And I prayed that morning, and I, I, I'm not kidding you, this is the truth. My wife was here, and I'm trying to figure out how they say in Venezuela, como entrarle, how to get in, how to break the ice. And this woman goes walking by, and she stops, and she literally takes steps back. And she looks at him and says, I feel you need prayer. He said, can I pray for you? He said, yes. <laughs> right there at the breakfast table. He's crying. He, we're praying. Everybody's praying. Let me tell you, if you don't do it, God will have somebody do it. Amen. He'll have somebody do it. Amen. I'm going to do the preaching. He'll do the miracles. I said, he'll do the miracles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The 5th of July, which are, is our Independence Day in Venezuela, they're having a national fast. Head of Jeremiah 33, 3. If we call upon him, he'll answer. He'll show us things that we never dreamed we could see. Hallelujah. When I see these young people, I, I, I get excited because I work with young people. And a lot of people say, well, the young people are they're, they're just going down. And, and, oh, let me tell you, these are the young people that will show our generation an example of how to live. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I am so glad. And when I was 16, I made a decision in my life. 
that I have never regretted. Make the right decisions. And us, let's help the young people make the right decisions. I thought I'd be a baseball player. I thought I was good. I'll never forget when I was in Chattayave playing ball. And the manager called me over. He said, I've been watching you play. You're a good player. And I thought he was saying the truth. Yeah. I says, finally somebody. I was going to meet Pete Rose and Willie Mays in the dust, man. Hey, Amen. I was going to play ball. I knew what it was to play ball all day long and only eat Pepsis and bread. When you love something, you're going to do it. And uh, he says, you can play for the team. We have a place for you. So we'll give you a uniform and we'll give you free transportation. That was to me saying, welcome to the big leagues. And so I decided right then I was going to play ball. And I knew there would be one problem, dad. <laughs> and we'd already argued and I walked into the office, and I was with my mind made up. I was going to tell him I'm 16 years old. I know more than you do. <laughs> and uh, I said to him, Dad, they've asked me to play for the team at Chattagave. And he looked at me and said, Lonnie, how old are you? I mean, you talk about taking all your weapons away. <laughs> I'm 16. I was skinny, if you can believe that. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'm 16. He said, I can't make every decision for you. He said, why don't you go and pray? If God wants you to be a baseball player, be a baseball player. If God wants you to be a preacher, be a preacher. Thankful for wise men. I left that office totally confused. So I walked towards my room. God began to deal with me. When I got to my bed, I threw myself on the bed, crying like a little baby, saying, I don't want to be a baseball player. I want to be a preacher. If you will do it, God will give the miracles. I said, God will give the miracles. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today in Venezuela... We need a miracle. Your life, you need a miracle. I need a miracle. What has happened to the country of Venezuela should never happen anywhere. Money that you find thrown on the street because it's no more valuable. 
We've put three zeros on. We've took three zeros off. We don't even know what the money's value is. They just made a bill of one million believers. One million believers. It's worth about 30 cents and going down every day. We need a miracle in Venezuela. Where before pastors ate well, now they have to go and support the family of their means. Many of the pastors now tell me, the members used to help me, now I have to help the members. Every week, three, four, five, seven or more people call me up, write me through WhatsApp. We're sick, we have no money. This day, just a few weeks back, Brother Juan Biloria, mom knows Brother Juan Biloria very well. Juan Biloria, Sister Elvira, both with Kobe. And our oldest pastor, the seventh pastor of Venezuela, 80 years of age. And uh, I'm thankful to tell you, he has recuperated from McCovey. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. In Carvajal, their uh, brother Luciano Segovia is the pastor. Three years ago, he said, Brother Burton, we're going to have nights of miracles. Noche de milagros. <laughs> he said, you're the preacher. I said, you sure? Nights of miracles. I'd never seen anything like it before. The building was packed out. There was people on the outside. It filled the street up that we was blocking the street. There were so many people. You know, if we prepare for something, God's going to give us. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I begin preaching, and it is tremendous, the miracles that happen. I didn't preach too long, but I did a lot of praying. People would come and pray for me. I have this, I have that. Diseases of the flesh, diseases internally, and, and many, many other things, but they was healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There was one man that had sores all over his head. I didn't know where to put my hand. Finally, I put my hand on his shoulder. In a few days, totally cured. The doctor said it's impossible. We've tried the antibiotics, the most strongest, and nothing affects it. But in one prayer, Jesus made the difference. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Now they've had two, and they're planning for the third night's of miracles. I believe it's time for us to prepare for miracles. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. I'm going to Venezuela. I don't want to go there thinking everything's going to be a disaster. I believe that God has something beautiful for Venezuela. Hallelujah. I believe that Venezuela will be prosperous once again. I believe that there will be a revival. Hallelujah. 
Amen. What happened to Venezuela is what happened in Jerusalem. The people went and ate for those that were scattered abroad, began to preach the gospel. Here we have Venezuelan people. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. And if that's God's will, that's fine. But we're going to also go to Venezuela and we're going to see many, many souls saved for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Luciano told me, get to Venezuela. You're the preacher for the third night time. Noche de milagros. Amen. Oh, I believe that I don't have to wait until I get to Venezuela. I believe right here. There is people that believe and, and people that want and people that desire the, those that brought their baskets so that God could fill them up with miracles. I believe that he wants to do it today in each and every one of our lives. I believe the United States have changed, but it's not changed for the worse. It's changed for the better because there is a church now that is praying more than ever before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Can you stand with me today? If there's anybody that desires a miracle within their lives. Everybody close your eyes just for a minute. I believe in miracles with all my heart. don't think it has to be in the service where the greatest evangelist is at. All we need is a heart that would believe. And Jesus will answer. I want everybody to begin to think of a miracle. My miracle is Venezuela. I want a miracle in Venezuela. Amen. I, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if it's change of government. I, I don't know what it is, but God knows I want a miracle for Venezuela. Amen. My country. Where God had called me. Amen. There's some young people here that need a miracle in their lives. Amen. Hallelujah. How many want to be liberated and free? Amen. Hallelujah. Drugs is not the answer. Jesus is the answer. Alcohol is not the answer. Jesus is it the answer. Hallelujah. He's the only truth. He's the only way. He is the only life. It's Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you really have a miracle, raise your hand. You want a miracle. You want a miracle to happen. Hallelujah. I believe it will happen right now. Jesus wants to do something in your life. Amen. He wants a miracle. He wants to do a miracle. There was a leopard that ran to Jesus, and he said, If thou wants, if you will, you can heal me. How many times we know Jesus can do it, but we think he don't want to. We think he's too busy, just a little teeny-peeny me. No. Let me tell you, Jesus loves you. I said, Jesus loves you. Jesus cares about you. This man had heard surely of all the miracles there that had happened. He said, 
Jesus, if you want to, you can heal me. <laughs> Jesus looked at him and loved him and said, I want to. I want to. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, not only are we asking for a miracle, God wants to give us that miracle. I said, God wants to give us that miracle. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.